Welcome to the first ever episode of the She Who Leads podcast, the series for women who desire to leave, serve, and receive at their highest level in life, love, and legacy. I'm Audrey Gentile, a spiritual guide and yoga teacher, and this is my co-host and amazing work wife, Marit Owerkirk, who's a leadership and energetic coach. Together, we founded Soul Studio, a digital home for embodied growth and leadership. Hi, Marit. Hey, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. We are mm-hmm. launching a podcast and I'm so excited to be uh, journeying with this alongside you, my dear. It's an honor, really. We met, what, three years ago, maybe a little bit more, um, when you joined a spiritual business program that I was hosting and we fell in love. We actually met through a Facebook app, which I think is the best uh, online dating story ever. Um, unofficially dating. Uh, We fell in love right away and we took our time. We really kind of learned to get to know each other on a professional uh, basis, which obviously turned into this, this great friendship. And we um, launched this, this aligned business um, that is very much so the fruit of our work and continued studies in leadership, spirituality, intuitive business, so on and so forth. So it's just um, it's really ex- exciting um, to be hosting and co-hosting this uh, very first episode with you. We are also launching our very first joint program um, for women visionaries. That's called She Who Leads. So big week, big week at Soul Studio this week. Two big launches, this podcast, obviously, um, as well as our six-month journey, um, the She Who Leads, um, the private life. So we're doing just fine. And today we'll share how, <laughs> how we're, we're doing fine, feeling great. We're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I guess it would be an important point to make that we both have been hosting um, different programs over the years. I know that you've done this uh, in person in New York when you live there. And I mainly have been teaching thousands and thousands of classes over the last 15 years. Um, movement, meditation, um, but also uh, intuitive and spiritual business, mentoring uh, workshops and retreats. And we um, felt, and I guess the main common denominator, regardless of us hosting these programs and these workshops, whether we're doing it digitally or in person, is that every time we launch, it felt so daunting. It was overwhelming, draining. Um, we were finding ourselves quite anxious and pretty stressed out and unsure of ourselves. And I am happy to report that with this launch, even though it's big, um, I mean, we have a brand new brand, we have a brand new podcast, we have a brand new program, a portal, there's been a ton of work involved. I'm feeling pretty sweet. How are you feeling? Just like any other day, honestly, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good pretty good the nervous system regulating dogs we are feeling a-okay um and we're having fun um to us this was actually one of our big rewards was to record a podcast we've both been binging on podcasts as a lot of you uh, a lot of the people that are listening are also um for sure doing um, you know, I tend to binge on podcasts in my car, driving my daughter from point A to point B um, here in Los Angeles. And Marit is a much more uh, connected with nature approach to this, where she 
will listen to a lot of that good um, podcast and that good listening um, on the beach in her native, not native story, but she just recently moved um, to San Francisco. So I think that this podcast is part of our mission to support women from all over the world to create and to lead the lives, the relationships, the careers, and the wealth um, they know they can and are here to build. And the kind of legacies that feel good to build. And I think that this is really where this podcast is is um, coming from. That's our mission here. We also have become aware um, from being digital entrepreneurs for quite a few years now, we have been creating and consuming a tremendous amount of written content. And podcasting this way allows for the conversation to be deeper um, without feeling necessarily heavy. So if you're interested in all of the above, uh, but kind of feeling like you're drowning in content, just just go for a walk on the beach if you can, in the snow if you must, maybe driving around if you're working out, whatever you're doing, this is, this is our opportunity um, for Marie tonight to share our knowledge and wisdom and also in the future host all kinds of different experts and special guests on these topics that are so, so dear to us. Um, but today, our very first episode is something that we now call our specialty. It is deeply, deeply um, rooted in our purpose individually, but also combined. And I'd love to hear more about this, uh, Marit, if you want to introduce the, the topic of today's episode. Absolutely. Thank you. Um... Yeah, I love. I always love hearing our story from you. <laughs> I feel like I keep uh, telling our story. Like I'm like we met online and we've been dating, and, and it just turned into this great thing. Yeah, yeah, and you know when I talk to our sisters in the space and other people, and I share that I found my one work wife who create who makes creating so fun and easeful, um, and makes launching so fun and easeful. Um, the reaction is always like, wow, that's really special to find that one person um, that feel that feels so comfortable and also mutually expansive, right? We really coach each other too. Like when we run into oh, things, yeah. like you call me out on things. I, I support this you. Is, this is a real relationship, folks. It's, There's a lot a of moments. I'm like, it's a marriage. It's picky. It's a it's marriage. A, it's great. <laughs> and it's so expansive and nourishing. Um, and yeah, so this podcast for us is really a way to um, share all that we've learned in our what combined 25 years in personal development, somatic approach to healing and empowering um, to business, to leadership. And yeah, like what you said, like this is, has really become our specialty without us even knowing what we were working on um, until other people started to come to us and be like, hey, can you teach me that? Can you coach me on this? Um, and that's really once we started to see like, wow, we're we're aligning more and more with our purpose because this comes so easy to us. We don't even notice what we know. Um, and in this podcast, it's really our intention to kind of kind of every episode take you on a little journey to awaken a different part within you to remember a dream that maybe you pushed away because it wasn't you thought it wasn't possible um, and to really give you very practical tools and insights 
how to turn that big vision you have and the, and the dreams you have into reality because that's where most of us get stuck right we have yeah. we have plenty of dreams <laughs> we have plenty of ideas and mm -hmm. we really start to take some steps and actions on it and then we get stuck we run into obstacles and we just say okay maybe later or maybe never um so we're really here to support you in honoring and owning those dreams and kind of ignite the trust, the self-trust within you that you have everything you need to bring it to life. So if you're here, we're pretty sure that you, you know, you will only listen to podcasts when we know and have a feeling there's more to life. There's more to us. There's more for us to create, to lead, to experience, to receive in this life. Um, and our intention is to really have you believe that in every cell of your body, that you have it in you. You have it already in you to turn those ideas into reality, to really live those dreams. You don't have those dreams for nothing because they're, those visions are part of, it's kind of your soul telling you, ooh, do this because then you're living your purpose. Do this because then you're really living your potential and sharing the essence um, with the world that we need in the world. Um, if, you were, if you were not ready, you would not think about the opportunity. And that's just the reality. Yeah. And you wouldn't be tuning in here today. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, so we know that you're either clear on your purpose, right? You have a hunch of, all right, I feel there's something else in this world for me. And this is what I'm meant to be doing. And, or you're actively already leading and designing your life around it, um, but still feel that there's something missing, that there's a next level to reach, that there's more to experience and more depth to create for yeah. yourself, fulfillment, right? And that inner peace that that um, where true happiness comes from. So we start today, first podcast episode ever, we start, let's start where it's only logical, which is the foundation, right? The foundation. The yeah, foundation yeah. that is simply really required for us humans to go after dreams and to thrive with ease. Right. There's a keyword. Key key yeah. Key. Yeah. yeah. Keyword. Um, and we really seen from our own journeys, but also from working with a lot of leaders, especially women leaders, um, that if this foundation that we're talking about today, if this foundation is not in order, if you're not taking care of what we're going to talk about today, we know that it will is going to be very hard to turn those ideas and dreams you have into reality. You're going to run into a lot of inner resistance and also resistance from the outside world with risk of you not continuing your journey um, and fulfilling the vision that you have. Yeah. Um, or fulfilling it at the cost of your inner well-being. Yes. Which is also something we hear a lot about. Yeah, that we put ourselves second or third yeah. or fourth. <laughs> um, and that only has us deplete our bodies, our souls. Um, so really the foundation, how to thrive with ease while feeling so nourished, not to thrive when losing yourself at the same time, right? It's very mm -hmm. different kind of success. So um, Audrey has been a yoga meditation teacher for 15 years. Um, I love hopping on the map with her, but also hearing her speak about what she knows about yoga philosophy and, and how to apply that to life, right? Um, and myself, I really come from a background of more business and intuitive leadership, um, where I really help women of 
igniting their inner fire, igniting their inner ability to turn their dreams into reality. So we both kind of approach this from different angles. Yes. And from our combined experience and what we saw from us hours and hours of talking about this is that we found that the leaders who create massive impact, right? There's leaders who create massive impact, but also too are financially free and abundant by mm-hmm. sharing their impact. And three, feel energized and nourished on a deep level, right? And what we found is that these kind of leaders, they are embodied. They are embodied leaders. So today we really want to talk about uh, the concept of embodiment, what, what makes you embodied and how can we become embodied leaders who thrive without losing our shirt, <laughs> uh, but, who, yeah. but to receive so much from life as we thrive and expand and uh, share impact and live our purpose. Um, so before we really dive into that, um, Audrey and I thought it was important and a key topic to first look into what is happening in the world and why this this. Um, conversation about embodied leadership is so important right now. Now, yeah. Right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and it's no secret that in the world, while we are connected more than ever, we're actually more disconnected from each other, from ourselves. Um, and that that is really at the core um, and the, the roots of what is blocking us from thriving in our into authenticity. Um, and I'm just reading, um, like half of the world, I'm reading the new book of Dr. Gabor Mate. It's the myth of normal. And it's really our favorite. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I could talk about him for hours. Um, He's the best. It, yeah. And in this book, he really shares about, you know, the myth of normal. The title says it already, but how we are just wired as social animals to conform to what is normal, considered normal in our surroundings. So what is is considered normal is to put yourself second. And that's, he mentions this concept called super autonomous self-sufficiency. So that's really where, for example, the concept of of independent woman comes from, right? Yeah, all culture. Yeah, haven't we all grown up with, oh, I got to be an independent woman, take care of myself. <laughs> um, and what comes from that is we don't ask for help. We don't listen to our bodies. We don't trust ourselves or instincts because somehow we think that the outside world um, is here to give us the clues and the, the pathways that we are meant and the roles that we're meant to be walking on. Um, mm-hmm. And what what is happening is that we super autonomous self-sufficiency we are here programmed to put the other first right so in this book he gives this uh gives this amazing example of a woman who um has cancer Mm -hmm. and in the hospital room she says i feel so bad for my husband because who is going to take care of him who's going to take care of him Instead of even so when it's a birthright in that moment to receive support, right? We put ourselves second, yeah. and think about them. Um, so what we're doing is we are not leading our lives. We are allowing life to lead us. And that's really the shift that, that we've been seeing. And I know you have, you have beautiful views on that. 
um, when it comes to leadership. Yeah, thank you for that. I mean, Dr. Gabor Mate is just someone we, um, a fellow Canadian, if I must add, <laughs> also um, one of the few great minds we 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 have on the international scene at this point. But yeah, I feel that that I agree with all of the above, and thank you for bringing that up. And I also think to to your point that this is at the very root this this disconnection, this hyper independence is really hurting us. Uh, in more than one ways. I, I think that if we look at traditional or conventional leadership and the way it's been fought and the way it's been uh, programmed in a lot of us, especially those of us that are working, um, you know, self-employed or, uh, you know, high level positions, we are conditioned to take care of business before ourselves to also look at our contribution as something that competes with somebody else's contribution. There is no sense of interdependence, which I think is the concept that's lacking and uh, has caused a lot of, of, of harm. Um, so I do believe that conventional yeah. leadership has caused more harm than good. Um, yeah, it's really this, mean, yeah. yeah, it's like this, this connection to self which also yes. has us lose the connection that's possible with other people and all that's around us. Yes, exactly. I mean, a good way to always, I love to share this and you've heard me say this before, but like if we just quickly look at our leaders, right? So if you if we have a quick look at the people leading most Fortune 500 companies, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like they scream happiness or health or inclusivity. I mean, they look miserable for the most part, mm -hmm. right? So they might be powerful and rich in a way, um, but but they don't, I don't There's relate loneliness. to that. There's a loneliness. There's a, yeah. There's a, yeah, so super autonomous, self-sufficient, rich individuals that have lost most of their relationships often that they more often than not have lost their health. So it's costed them so much together. And I mean, I can't relate, nor do I want to get there. Doesn't mean though that I don't want power and I don't want wealth and I don't want to be prosper and show my daughter and all my my favorite people that I can be a very powerful leader. I am a very powerful leader. I just don't want to embody that type of leadership. Um, thankfully, and thanks to the massive global economic interruptions of the last few years, I feel, and I know we talk about this, that there's a shift happening. Yeah. Right. We have been forced to become more and more aware of our interdependence. And we've been given a radical taste of solitude, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but has left a lot of us um, quite damaged and depressed and anxious. Um, so what the, the positive side of this, in my opinion, is that the social and economic disparities are getting harder and harder to ignore. Um, people and companies are being called out as they should. Um, those traditional patriarchal structures are being challenged um, as they should. And prosperity as a whole, I feel, is being redefined. So what yeah. this resulted in is an opportunity for a new economic paradigm and leaving room for a new kind of leader, 
a new kind of leadership. So one that is embodied, one that is communal in nature, one that is attuned with nature and its cycles, one that is um, functioning under the premises that the world is an abundant place and that there's room for all of us to make it. And in this context, we are looking at the redistribution of power and resources in a way that is so much more sustainable and um, that does not only apply to the very top layer of society. Um, so right. we get to lead from our purpose, um, to be valued for them and celebrated, which ultimately results in us being rewarded and compensated in a way that feels fulfilling and satisfying. So we're under those premises or under this philosophy, more encouraged to live our truth, um, to be more authentic, because we are more attuned and aligned with our needs and our emotions and who we are intuitively and intrinsically and to lead with integrity, yes, and intention. So, yeah, and um, isn't that where true freedom and true fulfillment comes from and also true wealth, right? Exactly. Or we lean into our authentic essence, our authentic power and lead from that. Wealth yeah. in all its form, including money, is going to find its way to you. Exactly. And I mean, if, if you know anything about yoga philosophy and psychology, um, I'm sure you can relate to a lot of these concepts. I can't really help myself at this point. Um, a lot of what I think and know to be true and transformative is deeply, deeply seated in, in yoga and its teachings, but not to get too close to Dharma as it is a concept I believe is not my place to unpack, um, nor can I do it in all the deaths that would be required. But in essence, I know that we all are here to serve in our own authentic way. Um, in that we were sent here with a mission that is unique to us, to our soul's blueprint, in that a lot of the dissatisfaction that we feel and that internal ferment around why am I here? Is Am I on the right path? You know, people are always looking for signs. Give me a sign um, <laughs> that I'm doing the right thing. And these all point in the direction of an existence that's misaligned with our true purpose. Um, so to accepting, embracing, and leading with our purpose is, I believe, where embodied leadership comes in and also gives us permission to really redesign, reshape the way we show up and the way we want to be seen and known as and paid for it ultimately. Um, so yeah, so what I'm hearing is really that, that we're moving from a leadership of disconnection to a leadership of connection, a leadership that had us disconnect from ourselves and from yeah. others and our purpose um, to a leadership that is highly connected to what is within it's embodied um, and also very intentional and purposeful whatever that means to us as individual right so it's really um, the yogic vision that I'm hearing is when we're all when we kind of encourage and create an environment where it's encouraged to be more you really root deep in your essence, 
create from that essence and share the gifts that just only you can bring to this world in the way that you do, you are going to be rewarded for it too. And when you see it, when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, when I start to really share my gifts and kind of just do what I know I'm meant to be doing, I'm not only having a real impact in the world, the biggest impact that I could have, I'm also receiving so much in return. So it's really a win-win for everyone, if I hear that. So that's kind of embodied leadership that's based, rooted in purpose and um, connection. It's a win-win yeah. for everyone. And um, I totally see that too in my myself, um, but also in a lot of the women in our communities, friends, family, that in the past years, we really had that big pandemic <laughs> the big shift yeah. in the world that really created space for us to be like why am I here what am I doing um so what what I've been seeing personally is that I saw many awakening like there's more there's more in this world for me to experience and receive and there's more for me to to give um and I feel now after three years many of us have been like trying different ways of um, kind of kind of expressing that purpose, experimenting how to live that purpose and designing our life around it. And many of us are having a very hard time. So well, so so once you know your purpose, right? And once you are, I don't think we can actually totally know our purpose. It's more of a I feeling. was just gonna say I it's, it's not like I can moving. discover my purpose. Like, no, it's and, an and evolving, growing like, thing. Ride that wave forever. Yeah. No, it's like a bit of a moving piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I feel your purpose is just to be authentically you in every moment, to lead yourself yeah. in every moment, because then right. you are sharing what you're meant to be sharing in that moment. Um, that's easier said than done, as many of, of us are experiencing. So what Audrey, what you and me have been doing is really looking into how can we actually do that how can we become those embodied leaders mm -hmm. that move the world into a kinder path while yes. receiving so much in return because we cannot you know we cannot have an impact from an empty cup so we need to receive as much as we give and really have that as an expanse expanded kind of um cycle that we go through um so yeah maybe you want to share a little bit about who she how really, do we do that who is yeah. that woman who is <laughs> who that woman I mean, where where does one even begin um yeah. if that feels you know to us it feels like a great opportunity in time um i don't think that we're that far i don't think that we're alone in saying that a lot of those patriarchal ways are antiquated and they have done a lot of harm and the patriarchy had a good run um I think it's time. And I think a lot of us are like, yeah, we're on, we're doing it. I, I'm doing the work. I want to do this, but on a professional and let's call it wealth generating basis, yeah. where does one even begin? Because I understand that, you know, some of you might be listening and thinking that sounds amazing. What a great utopia you two crazies live in. Right. And trust me when, when I tell you, I, this was not my destiny to be a self-employed entrepreneur living in the sunshine of California. Um, this was not part of my given opportunity at birth. Uh, not, I know you don't come from money. I don't come from money. Nobody came in and, you know, 
said this to us in a, in a silver spoon. This is something that we really had to embody ourselves to get to. But, and I'm saying this because I know, I know sometimes I listen to a lot of podcasts and I can maybe do a little quick segue into our first pillar. Actually, I will get into the pillars when we get into the pillars. But my point is, I know that this could be triggering to some of you. And I'm here to tell you, and Marie is, and I are very devoted to simplify and make these um, this transition from the more conventional, traditional leadership harmful. and harmful um, for the reasons we just explained, um, structures and frameworks into something that is manageable. <laughs> Again, I'm not stressed out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not feeling overwhelmed right now. My ADHD is, is under control for the most part. I mean, I'm still me. Uh, it still works. Yeah. It's still, as we said, a, mar- a marriage. Uh, but we make it work. And I think that 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 specific leader we are describing, um, she leads herself, right? And this could be simply put as she's doing her work. But we don't really just apply the work as healing, as as this, you know, very closed off. Um, like a weekend with, retreat of healing. <laughs> That's right, not or this, like this like $5,000 workshop or program that you know I paid for one time and now I'm doing all the work or even like therapy as we know it obviously go to therapy if you can afford it if you have the privilege to have access to it by all means do your work but there's more to it in terms of how we integrate the work into our everyday lives and into how we contribute right because if you're just this person who's disconnected internally I am this person at work. I put on the mask of the corporate or business self, right? And I behave and I, I yes, I go along with the system as is, but then I go Just home. My and duty. My duty. And then I go home and then I can finally, you know, do my meditation and my journaling and my tapping and all my manifesting and yeah. all of the above, which is beautiful, which you should do, yeah. but there is no integration of these two people. So you Still will end up feeling disconnected, which which is at the very root of, of a lot of discomfort internally and, and, and emotionally. So this leader, she leads herself first. She does her work, but she also nourishes herself. Ooh, nourishes. And not nourishing, another key word and something you'll hear both Marit and I um, talk about a lot. So she nourishes her body. She holds spaces, she holds space, yes, sorry, for herself to heal her wounds, obviously, or trauma when there is trauma. She owns her desires, right? So she's not thinking that she's crazy or irrational for wanting big things, for wanting both a spiritual enlightened space for herself to expand and to heal. She also wants to travel and to own a house or houses. He maybe wants to also have a more time so she can, you know, have a family or uh, yeah, take care yeah. of people around. Yeah, um, and I love so talking she- about desires because it's very much that we have needs and desires for a reason because it's our body, our intuition telling us, make sure you receive that, fulfill that because it's going to make you a better person. You're going to yeah. be able to show up in your powers in front of others. Um, so it's really about owning and honoring 
what you want because what you want is good for you and also for everyone around you that's also exactly what we want to get away from the independent woman independent woman actually knows exactly what she wants and make sure she gets it because she knows that that actually makes her expand expansive in her purpose and her impact right we all win when you win yes it's like read that leader she who leads knows when i win everyone wins correct and that's easier said than done but it's doable it's doable right i mean, it's, I mean that's um, also a conversation right it's not even doable it gets to be easy it gets to be fun right fun. it gets to be an enjoyable experience shared with amazing other people that lift you up and challenge you to be, be the best of you right and totally. that's really what 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 we want to also install the work that work that we're talking about it doesn't have to be hard <laughs> It doesn't have to be tiring and overwhelming. No, the work can be so expansive and enjoyable. Are you going to cry? Yeah. Are you going to laugh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's very much about really um, having a true connection with yourself and allowing and holding space and being brave to whatever comes up. You know, you can hold it, right? That's the yeah. work. And by by really um, kind of expanding that sweet sphere of um safety in your body to hold whatever comes up you're mm-hmm. actually expanding your sphere of of influence and your power and receiving self-agency yes. and from then you there you get to receive from a very energetic level not by hustling more or pushing more or doing more right it's yes. actually from a very easeful authentic in tune place of I know who I am. I take care of all that's within. And I love every part of me because I know we're all on the same part, even though some parts are a little silly and crazy and overwhelming to myself. Also, me, I get to hold space for all of them. And by doing that, we can have our intuition speak to you. And I lead my life through that. Um, Exactly. And that's a very different approach to leading your life and, and a business right? The yeah. leadership we're talking about is not just leadership in corporations, right? Or in business yeah. or, or in organization. This leadership is about leading a new movement that shifts the world into a better path. That's leadership. Leadership is really here living your dharma, your purpose, right? Uh, from, your, from your authentic essence. Mm-hmm. And she yep. who leads, again, like what you said, it's not something it's not a kind of leadership you plug in and out no you do it only at work but not at home no this is she who leads leads herself in every moment and every day every day I'm plugged into my leadership like hey what do I need and what do I desire today to feel my best self right always lead myself first Mm -hmm. because from that place I can lead my whole life with so much more clarity consciousness creativity right my resourcefulness gets out it gets to be enjoyable it gets to be fun yeah. It gets to be fun. And so simply think, put, to your point, simply put, and I believe it's Lauren Venice who said this, so I don't want to sabotage this beautiful quote, but becoming a leader is first leading yourself. So that's the part I'm saying. But I believe the part he said is that becoming a leader is synonymous with becoming all of yourself. Yeah. So that integration of all of it. Embodiment. embodiment and and self not just acceptance self-celebration of yeah. all of these parts changes everything um yeah. and i think that that 
this this type of leadership is not the way is not how it's been presented to us um these components and these principles are more feminine in nature for those of you that are into energetics because we are um and they have not been discussed and promoted much um this is also why we felt that bringing a new approach to self leadership because becoming a leader starts with leading yourself obviously and leading ourselves start with becoming all of ourselves so this integration again we have broken broken this down so embodied leadership being our method our approach for the reasons we just explained we have broken that down into three pillars and you will hear a ton we could literally write a book uh maybe we will should we yeah like three uh, three books about each of the pillars mm-hmm. each i like pillar. that vision <laughs> i mean <laughs> but those three pillars are a brand new approach to self leadership which ultimately result in in becoming that leader that can again have proper impact and start building wealth and in in beyond money and obviously resources and power but also becoming prosperous in more than one ways in all of the ways um we have broken that down into three pillars the first yeah, one yeah so that, is, one second um so i just wanted to go back so this is really the foundation these three pillars are at the foundation if this is not in order from what we've right. seen from our combined 25 years in this space yeah it's going to be so hard to thrive and you will not um even when you know your purpose and have hunches and ideas of what you want to do in this world what you want to receive in this world it's yeah. going to be very hard if these three pillars yeah. are not built and maintained right it's not even just building right. them in a weekend and then letting them go no this is really an ongoing approach to life that really creates a foundation for you to thrive with ease and without having to be overwhelmed go ahead yeah. with the first pillar <laughs> no totally i get excited but i think that's a really really important note thank you for bringing this up i completely agree and i guess it 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 goes hand in hand with what we were saying about not just craving those quick i call it spiritual bulimia like give me all the books give me all the healing give me all the conferences yeah. all the mentors all the coaches coaches coaching coaches endlessly yeah. and then there's But again no, having others lead you right having about leading exactly, yourself exactly exactly yeah, and that seemed like and again not to judge anyone's past we were both marit and i on that passenger seat for what yeah. personally i can say 10 years of following gurus and teachers and coaches and, yeah, and that like, was was normal that was our method correct. that's what we do that's what and i mean there's so much goodness in that world and it led me yeah. to where i am today so i'm glad i went through that path right but in essence it all brought us back to that same place where darn it i'm going to have to come to terms with yeah. who i am why i was sent here and how i truly want to serve that's what it goes down to and yeah. again and every area of your life philosophy yeah. in every areas of every area of our Not life just in obviously. your work yeah this is so, a leadership for every area of life yeah totally so thank you for making that point yes this is a different more sustainable there's no quick shortcut marita and i don't teach frameworks much i mean we have them but we don't really lead with that the foundation 
the building pillars, the key pillars to embodied leadership are as follows. The first one is somatic vitality. And this is where I come in. Uh, Marit is very versed as well. She has a beautiful, um, and I like how different your approach to this is, Marit. I have to say you often bring um, light into angles that I have gotten so accustomed of teaching soba and yoga and movement and a lot of bodily, let's call them modalities. Um, That's why you're my work life. We work well (laughs) together, obviously, but somatic vitality is, in essence, how we move from thinking, wanting, planning, strategizing, thinking, all of that beautiful mind, mental, um, I guess, picture that we all are pretty good at painting um, into living it, into embodying it, into executing on it. So somatic means um, in relation to the body, especially as distinct from the mind, right? So soma or somatic is that space that relates to everything else, obviously the psyche, the mind and the body. But when we focus on it, it is more of a um, physical and emotional and self-regulating notion, if that makes sense. Um, We have not heard about it a whole lot. I'm glad and I'm excited to see that more and more we see um, somatic psychology, somatic therapy, somatic modalities, somatic this and this and that coming more and more to to the table and onto conversation. But for the most part, I mean, especially in the coaching world, the focus has been on the mindset, right? And that has been so harmful. I'm not going to get into that. Coaching and therapy. so coaching and therapy and the healing world is like fix your mind and everything will be okay uh limiting beliefs affirmations <laughs> yeah again we're not saying that there's no good in that i'm just saying the focus has been solely on the mind right so again a very masculine approach to to healing and integrating all of our parts because it's only you know pertains to a very small fraction of who we are as as beings and sacred beings uh, in this context. So if you center the problem with the mind, it's not that it's you know bad in any shape or form. It's just, again, it's a small fraction of it. It's, it's too small of a fraction to put the entire focus on it. If you center your self-leadership around controlling your mental activity, your thoughts, um, prepare yourself for quite a bumpy ride because the yeah, mind- Yeah, you miss out on a lot of information coming from other parts of your body so much and i i will go as far as saying that this is why a lot of the healing that we do is taking years to take place and often doesn't fully take place because again it applies when we're in that you know yeah on our yoga mat in that moment in shavasana where you're like oh here i am i'm finally happy whole and complete right but then the second we go back to our cars, it's like, okay, I got to go back to like the rat race and I got to go back to like keeping up with the, the Johnses and whatnot, right? So- yeah, and that's an important point. Like it's very much, um, you know, I've done a lot of therapy in my life, cognitive therapy um, and other mindset kind of programs and coaching. And at some point I was like, I know everything that I'm doing wrong. I know what I want. I know how to get there. I know how I keep myself stuck. And I'm still not moving. I'm still not feeling better. I'm still not taking the steps that I know or or integrating the habits. And that's the word integration. 
right? So I think yes. mindset work is so important to get the awareness, obviously, right? To get our yes. mind on board uh, because the ego loves information. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is right. This is good. I can feel safe here. Um, but then it's a part of integration. And that's really when the body's not on board, you're not going to move because there's really when you look at information that comes from mind to body, it's five times more information from the body to the mind than from the mind to body. Exactly. So you're not, so you're not going to be able to, to control your body and your feelings and your actions, right? Action is moving with the body, doing things, right? <laughs> Creating is doing, producing um, with your whole body. You can do that with your thinking. It's like, it's five to one. It's five to one. You're not going to win five to one. Exactly. No, I know. And, and I think that the part that is also harmful, especially for women, is that historically, we've been conditioned to think our minds are not reliable, we're weak, delicate, uncomplicated, um, often deemed too emotional. And I would too much, too little that, to that today. Too much, too mm -hmm. little. I mean, it's just not mm -hmm. conducive to like, yeah. eh productive existence, right? You can't rely on this. This is just crazy. But I feel that the problem with the mind or the limitation of the mind is that in nature, it's designed to fluctuate. Yeah, It's designed to fluctuate. It's, if you leave it to its own devices, the mind will reshape itself by pushing thoughts, feelings, and desires into this perceived state of safety. Yeah. Right. This is, I'm sure, like whatever it knows. Are, yeah. Whatever it knows is safe, even when it doesn't support you. Exactly. And that's why safe. I said perceived state of safety. Right. And those of you that are into nervous system and, and self regulation, you know that this very ancient default setting is what originally was keeping us safe, uh, but doesn't really apply. I mean, if you're not in a survival, situation or circumstance so on, on on a primal level we are wired to stick with the familiar so that is why integrating a lot of that healing a lot of that work um putting our ideas into a reality into action and tangible outcome is a complete different process yeah. It's a complete different process. And we have to learn to calibrate and to tend to our default settings, right? To bypass the fluctuation of the mind, which is where a lot of people get stuck, right? And yet the coaches of the world are like, just fix your mindset and everything will be fine. You need to bypass that. Utilize this short to give you, again, data, information, knowledge. It's all stored in there. It's wonderful. Right. To but then integrate how do you and embody it. Yeah. Embody it. Embody it. So our first pillar is somatic vitality um, yeah. for the reason. So these things will be needed. You know, it's not because, as we were saying, that we found our purpose and now we're leading with it and we're having embodied existence that we don't need emotional resilience. We don't need mental stamina. Doesn't mean we don't need physical vigor. I mean, we're still tired. We still motivation these days. Um, a few, you know, here and there. Um, we just need all of the above. We need that hygiene. We need to tend to it daily or regularly in order to stay in that bypass default set setting 
state. And I know that that's a mouthful, but that's really how I look at it. So that's where um, somatic vitality comes from. The second one is what we call energetic mastery. And I'm very, very... Yeah, I have I mean, a little note on the... Master for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I have a little note on the somatic vitality. So why is it so foundational? It's that when your body is in a subconscious pattern for survival you're going to be in survival mode forever and this somatic vitality is really about collaborating not just with your mind but with your nervous system your gut feeling how you nourish your body through food and what you consume right um how you move and it's really about nourishing your body so it feels good and energized so that's why we also so that's ready for thrival right so it's really about creating a baseline that go that's not just here for survival but it's ready for thrival so if you don't have that you're never going to be thrive in the easeful and comfortable way an expansive way that you know you can that's why right. this is one of the most it's really the baseline pillar without this nothing happens and we purposefully don't call it somatic healing because no. somatic fatality includes the healing part, right? It's really about yeah. sitting with the inner wounds and the patterns, soothing them, releasing them and releasing the energies and signations that hold us back from our truth, right? From embodying yeah. our truth. It goes actually into, it's part of it, but it goes into energizing yourself, feeling clear, right? Feeling strong. And that's really what the, it goes to your posture, right? <laughs> it goes into every thing of how you collaborate with this amazing vessel that we got, our body, and collaborating with that in creating the world that we want to see. So that's actually a great segue in the second pillar. So as you plug in, right, somatic vitality is not a thing you just do once in a while. <laughs> somatic vitality is is a lifestyle way of living um when you have that baseline for thrival you can get into the second pillar and that pillar is energetic mastery so energetic mastery i love, is, I love that you created a word which in case you hadn't noticed we're not word? thrival pretty sure it's not word. i love it as opposed to survival mm -hmm. that's what you mean here yeah perfect so this yeah. is not a word now. It might be a word. And I mean, again, I was just going to say, in case you hadn't noticed, my first language is not English and Marie's first language is not. Um, no, but English I know this either. one. I know I use it all the time. And every time, wherever, every doc that I write on is like, red note here. This is not a word. <laughs> Everyone knows what we're talking about. You're ready for thrival to thrive, right? I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. So but yeah, you were saying the second pillar. Um, yeah. So the second energetic. pillar yeah energetic mastery so that's really the art of turning your ideas into reality right so you might have the ideas you might have the goals you might have the plan the second part is really executing on those plans and those steps in a way that feels nourishing to you because if it doesn't feel nourishing you're going to find subconsciously self-sabotage yourself to not do it right that's what the nervous system and the mind will do to you they're like, that doesn't feel yeah. good. Let's go back where we came from. Um, yeah. that, so that also does not feel good, but at least we know that state. So we're just going to resort right back to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we get into that state of, but I know I have it in me. I know the steps to take, but I'm not moving. Right. right. So that's when energetic mastery yeah. comes, comes into place. And that's really, um, a art that I've been 
very consciously studying <laughs> uh, for the past three, four years, four years. Um, and because energetics is, is something that the spiritual world intuitively has spoken about, taught about forever, right? It's nothing yeah. new. But what, where I come in, where I find it so interesting is that the science world, new science is picking up on, right? We all heard about quantum science, quantum physics, and maybe we don't know exactly what it means yet. In probably a decade or two decades, everyone will see this as a new normal, a new reality. Um, and when you look into quantum energetics, you see, you know, one, at one side, we have the Newtonian physical world right cause yeah. and effect and that's really also the old kind of leadership still works with that cause and effect either this this happens right and i push and i go <laughs> um but now we're going into a way that um we're learning that in this in the tiniest particles on this world what is in there is just energy there's nothing so that nothingness is um reactive to who's observing it. So energetic mastery is really about with your whole being, your own energy, turning nothing into something without having to push yourself into ways of doing life that just aren't for you. Mm -hmm. um, so this goes a little bit beyond law of attraction that we hear. Thank about. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good. Yes, yes. And uh, I mean, people love the law of attraction, and I don't want to say it hasn't had its time, but I am ready for more. Um, There's a so deeper level here. to it. Yeah, and yeah. law of attraction is a part of it. But what many people are missing is that law of attraction has the word action in it. <laughs> so right. it's not just oh, I just shift my vibe and I become mm -hmm. a match to the energy that I want to receive. Yes, that's part of it, right? When I am manifesting, I really, and I'm creating, I'm really connecting to the future vision that I want to live. And I, and I connect to the person that, that is living that reality. And I ignite that energy within myself. Right. So before I became a successful entrepreneur, right? I'm doing the, I'm doing the quote mark because it's an archetype, right? There's an archetype of a successful embodied entrepreneur. I would feel into her. She's already within me. So I can feel into her and I would then really kind of embody her energy more. She's just expanding a part of what's within me already. And then I would lead from that space, right? So I have way less resistance in moving towards what I want because I'm, because I'm, I'm kind of bypassing the fears, the doubts that come into my body. If I'm just me, who I would be today. <laughs> That makes sense. Kind of a fake until you make it situation. In a way, yes. But there yeah. and there's really the 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 embodiment of the energy. And the most important part that that many of us are missing is that there's a lot of one um somatic vitality work involved. Yes. It's really about releasing all the things within you, the energies, the patterns that do not okay. fit where you want to go. There's a lot of work. It's not just, oh, I match my vibe. No, it's really about with courage, creating space for mm. this is, this cannot come to where I'm going. It doesn't, isn't the person, that part does not make me the person who's living that future, who's having that relationship, who is the successful entrepreneur, who has written three books about these three pillars, right? That part yeah. of me cannot come. So we need to release that at the same time. It's about expanding who that person is within you already.
Um, and from that, when you have the somatic vitality, so you have kind of a clear inner space empowered, your intuition starts to talk to you, right? Your intuition yeah. starts to really have a way stronger voice. Um, it was uh, it was always talking to you, but you can hear it. Now we can hear it and we can notice yeah. it and we know, right? That's also, and an, it's just a practice, right? Some people are, oh, I, I kind of connect to my intuition or I don't have, have a strong intuition sense. It's just a practice that's a muscle yes. um, that needs reestablishing and nurturing. I find um, that both, um, I find that both intuition and opportunities result from energetic mastery. Mm -hmm. in a very bold way and you really taught yeah. me how to do that and you still she she I get to say this you do a fabulous job um in your own life at being a model and embodying energetic mm -hmm. mastery and it's something that was newer to me uh when you came into my life I was like okay let's just let's just lean into this because I've done yeah. the physical part and the soma as far as I could at that time and I, I'm I'm still stuck so again, they are building blocks yeah. towards an embodied existence and, and self-leadership that is really, we've come to understand as, as the key to feeling and, and embodying our best. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love you say that. Yeah. And this is also something that, that I have been experimenting. So I've been learning about it, but I also really am experimenting with it in my own life. Um, yeah. And also by working with a lot of women, I see it works a little different for everyone, right? And that's also of really course. why somatic vitality, energetic mastery is not a formula that we can teach you. We can give you, we can give you the guidance to find your way of, of mastering these because it, because this exactly. is really about living from your truth right so it's so it's a it's an approach it's not a it's not a method or a framework um this is really about coming home to you and leading from that place and understanding how you work and how you would like to create intuitively um and in alignment with your with your inner world and energies um so um the art of energetic mastery of turning nothing into something um is really about clearing the inner space so your intuition can talk to you releasing what's not meant to be what doesn't fit with where you're going and really mm -hmm. expanding the energies that um are kind of your future self which is you just in the moment already and to leading from that space and taking the the and we we purposely don't say intuitive action but intuitive initiative yeah because action is really like, all right, I make a plan and I'm going to act on it, right? Um, or, oh, I got this framework and I'm going to execute it. Initiative. Execute, yeah. Yeah. Initiative really comes from you, right? It's really from your intuition, those inner nudges, the inner dings, like, oof, yeah, that's where I got to go. And that you then take the initiative on it. You leap on it. Even if it doesn't make sense yet, even if the mind's like... But how, but what's going to come through this? Um, and how this, much it's going to cost. How much yeah. it's going to cost. And ooh, but can I, you know, um, what will people think? And this is going to be definitely a whole episode. But how Audrey and I created our collaboration was totally by intuitive initiative. It didn't make sense what we were doing at all. We had no yeah. idea what the end station was, but we knew it felt good. And we knew, yeah, we yeah. knew and trusted that, that we had to follow it. And we did. And, and it brought us exactly where 
we're meant to be right now. Uh, so that's really the second pillar of energetic mastery. Anything to add on that? Or should we go to the third pillar? Go for it. Third pillar, all right. This is the one <laughs> pillar that... Drum roll. <laughs> it's really the, the, the pillar that is the resource that we all can tap into quite easily, yeah. but many yeah. of us don't because we don't even realize that, wow, it's so important. It's the, it's the pillar of soul community, of having an empowering environment. So not just an environment that soothes you, makes you feel good and supports you to stay on levels that you've been at, but an environment that actually supports you in one really helps you own those dreams those big vision that you have like yes you could i can see you do this go for it and two yeah. encourages you to take to create your own way of getting there right and then to make it come to life um and me as hosting women's circles for five years now um first uh at our home in brooklyn in our living room just for free i had a full-time job as a brand strategist and sustainable consulting and I just had women come over to my place and we got together because what I was experiencing from, you know, one-on-one of -one conversation is like that while our blockages or obstacles, um, our dreams manifest in a very different way, very unique to us, the process is to bring them to life or the process is to, to heal and to um, uh integrate and shift those blockages is very similar to all of us so that was my initial inspiration to host to get women together so we can do this together because why are we doing this alone and get stuck along the way um so since then i've been hosting women's circles really for that reason um and then i i usually first follow the nudge and then i it's like oh this works and then i start to research it like why does it work right so with energetic mastery same i started to first experiment it's like this works. Mm -hmm. This way of living works of creating and turning nothing into something. What am I doing? Got into quantum physics and the spiritual side of energetics. The same as with group energy. So I first was like, I need to, intuition told me, bring women together, start to journey together. And it was so empowering and healing. Then I started to, to research why does this actually work? And why is actually come back to quantum physics it's about the energy right group energy is a real thing and uh there's this there's this um quote going around i have no idea who said it but but it's like um you're the average of the five nervous systems you surround yourself with and that's absolutely true we are sponges to the energy around us we're sponges to the projections that other people have for us so do you have people around you who are talking to the next level of you or are they talking to someone who you've been before, but you're not anymore and that you've outgrown, right? And it's so important to curate people around you who ignite the next level of you, who celebrate the next level of you and trust you so much that you can live and create the life that you're here to lead. Um, and that's also why, why yes, we have one-on-one -on -one clients, but we also always encourage them to either find their own circle or join a circle, a community that we create, right? Because there's there's something so powerful that happens when you um, uh, when you kind of show your true essence in front of other people that celebrate and and celebrate that. 
because suddenly your nervous system's like, oh, it's safe to be seen as me. It's safe to share my dreams. It's safe to um, go after what I truly want, even though I'm still scared, right? Yeah. Expansion yeah. is always scary. Anything new is a little scary. That's fine. But it also feels good. And I know I'm on the right path. And that starts to lead the way for you. The knowing of I am on the right path. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're talking about embodiment, if you're here to embody the next level leader that you're here to be, showing that side of you, embodying that in front of other people is going to make it way easier to be that person also in your everyday life, in your personal life, in your career as well. So that's where soul community comes in. Amazing. Amazing. And I think that this is what has been uh, potentially the most pivotal learning um, of the past few years for me. And it's, it's very difficult to curate your environment. Obviously, there's family and there's people you have to be around and whatnot. But when it comes to your big soul visions and yeah. your soul projects, you're better off with a mentor, a coach, and or a group um, of people that don't necessarily have emotional ties to you and your existence on a Mm -hmm. daily basis, and that obviously have more um, complementary philosophies and ideas and resources, but also different enough that you can be challenged and you can learn new things and you can grow. So being willing to be to share not in a competitive way is challenging for a lot of people oh well if she makes it then I will make it or there's less room for me to make it if they make it which is entirely untrue Mm -hmm. um and kind of how we were conditioned to believe anyway it's the mind talking Um, Mm -hmm. it's the mind talking there's not enough for all of us to make it therefore I must make it first good luck with that um not true but also you get really tired by the time you get there and and lonely so this yeah. this this magic and the potency behind this hive of women that have similar inner dialogue similar ideas but also no emotional ties is really what has been the most transformative aspect so taking part in these conversations really curating my networks um letting go of some individuals around me that were just constantly infusing me with doubt, fears, uh, yep. guilt. Um, and, and that's part of the work, but soul community is our third and last pillar. And I think it might be the most underrated, underutilized yep. um, force of the coaching world. Which is silly because women, like women's circle have been around since, that's what we <laughs> written. Women that's what we know did. about the Women, medicine. Yeah, we know we about it been, since we didn't have time. Yeah. Correct. We have been coming together, breathe, breathing together, healing each other, and ultimately elevating one another. So I'm really glad that this is very much so at the forefront of both our podcasts. Um, all the content we share on social media, we, Merit and I have made a point of making a lot of our resources available and free. Um, there's a lot of that and you can expect a lot more coming, um, in the future from both of us. Um, anything else you wanted to add on our pillars? No, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. So to sum up to become an embodied leader, right. Who one has a massive impact Two 
is financially free and abundant because of that. And three, feels incredibly nourished and energized and seen and supported along the way. Supported. This is supported. This is the foundation. It's somatic vitality, right? Nourish your body, empower your body, collaborate with your body. Two, energetic mastery. Really learn your own ways um, of turning your dreams and ideas into reality in a way that feels good and, and inspiring to you. And three, soul community. Have people around you who inspire and challenge you to really rise and embody that next level of you. Because I don't know why Amen. Why do we ever think we could do this alone? <laughs> we don't have to do this alone. And it's really by being in a group and having that group, that kind of dose of soul, soul community medicine, don't have to have it every day, but once in a while, and you know, you're connected, right? Like I have a few circles that I don't, I see them once a week and I know they're always there. We're connected, right? And that's really where I feel um, when I try, when I start to, to like, sweet, what's it called? Way off my path. (laughs) I go off my path. Um, of purpose of clarity it's really that connection um, and the trust that these people have in me that brings me back to my own self-trust and my own knowing to keep going on my path Um, Mm. so then you mentioned quickly that we are here to share a lot of um, free resources through this podcast Um, however for anyone who's ready to really and, and you know seriously ready to become she who leads, we have an incredible program that's opening this week. And I would love to hear from you what it's all about because I know you share so well about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So she who leads is not just a podcast um, that you're on today. She who leads is also a private hive. It's a six-month uh, expansion journey for women leaders who are just ready to really step into their um, higher leader. So we are super excited. There's many ways for people to join. There's definitely an application system, but in within those um, walls of the private hive, you can expect a lot of tools, rituals, modalities um, from the three pillars that we just shared with you guys and I really just can't wait of course there's a lot of one-on-one time as well sometimes we just need to kind of hyper focus on certain blockages so we yeah. uh Marit and I come together as a team but also as individual support systems for all of our members and the magic is also within those group coaching okay. sessions um where we're all together sitting at that table with common goals and ideas but very much so different backgrounds and different pathways and different fairs and contributions that we're bringing to the room I mean it makes for quite um quite a potent and and magical growth driven environment for whoever is you know going places and also don't want to hustle there or do it at the cost of their inner well-being so yeah. We, we really invite you to take a look at that uh, She Who Leads program. And if this is something you want to, to uh, learn more about, you can just come and find us on social media. It's uh, at Soul Studio. Obviously, we'll put the details in the little, in the little blur below the, the link from the, the podcast. But it's Soul Studio with four O's. Um, and we will get you all the details and your invite as well. 
Yes, I love it. Yeah, I'm really excited about the the vibe we're creating and curating in this hive because um, that's really the when I talk about personal experience, this is really the kind of environment I was looking for for years and couldn't find. Yep. Uh, really, this high level, um, expansive, opening environment where I am, yeah, in a way, challenged to become who I want to become here. Right, a little challenge yeah. is good, um, and this really, this is the vibe and support to bring that out of all of us um, who's in the who's in the hive. So thank you for, for sharing that. So if you liked today's podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us, leave us a review. We're super new here. Um, so beyond that, we'd love to feel connected to you uh, and we'd love to hear what is landing for you. By you leaving a review, it also helps us to get our message to more women and more leaders who are ready to really rise into their authentic power and have their impact while receiving so lusciously from the world. Um, and then one last note, we really wanted to remind you today that the world really does not care about how much you hustle or how much you push yourself how much you put yourself second or third or fourth right the world yeah the world really responds to your level of self-integrity alignment and the embodiment of your truth of fully being you so be here her a little more today and really feel into the three pillars that we share today um, we will definitely come back with additional episodes where we go deeper into each of the pillars. But today, really walk away with um, what does somatic vitality look like in my life? How am I energetically mastering my, my projects and, and my visions and turning ideas into reality? Or how am I not yet fully mastering that? And then really take a look exactly. at who's around you. Who are you journeying with? Who are you letting into your energy field? And what there is missing, right? What do you just as a human need to thrive, right? There's no shame in that. What do you need and desire to thrive as who you came here to be? So thank you so much for being here with us today. And I can't wait to journey with you next time. Audrey, any last messages? First episode, then the hatch baby. There we went. We leaped again, <laughs> once again. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Looking forward to your next. See you guys soon.